Welcome to The Works. I'm Ben Peltier. And I'm Ben Che. In this week's show, Space to Create. If you don't have money in Hong Kong, watch out. There sometimes seems to be a feeling here that if you can't afford it, simple things like breathing air, a roof over your head, a decent bit of greenery, or even a good education for your children are too much to ask for. And the division between haves and have-nots is getting worse rather than better. Consider then the plight of the artists, and particularly those who don't already make plenty of cash. Not only is living hard, finding space to create can be just as tough. For a few years, artists got around this and helped out the government and landlords somewhat by moving into former industrial buildings vacated by companies who'd moved their factories up to China. Unwittingly, by moving into those spaces, they increased their value, and that brought new threats to their working environment. Money talks and the less wealthy, often including innovators and creative people, walk. And times got harder in 2009 when Chief Executive Donald Zung announced in his policy address a new revitalizing industrial building scheme, which basically made them more profitable for developers. The government's been talking about developing art space for a long time. At first, it had encouraged artists, musicians and other creative industries to move into what were then largely abandoned industrial buildings. In October 2009, though, the then-Secretary for Development, Carrie Lam, introduced a proposal to revitalize those buildings. These measures came into effect the following April. They meant that many who had moved in and thus boosted the appeal and property value of the buildings now had to move out, either because of new development or because they could no longer afford the rocketing rents. Over the past six years, the government has looked for other vacant spaces for art development. After the former Aberdeen Fire Station moved to a new building, its old one was marked for demolition. The government has rezoned the land for commercial use, but its proposed new development will include reserving 20,000 square feet for arts development and or new offices for the Arts Development Council. Further down the same road, the former Good Prospect Building is the first industrial building in Wong Chok Hang to be revitalized as a commercial building, named Genesis. The 22-floor building includes a mixture of retail space, office space, and, more unusually, an art space. The aim of the ADC art space, rented to the Arts Development Council at below market rent by the developer, is to provide studios at concessionary rent to visual, film and media artists. Wilfred Wong, the chairman of the Arts Development Council, played an active part in creating the partnership between the ADC and Hip Shing Hong. So uh, the idea of a promotion of arts between government, the private sector, and the arts world came to my mind. We will uh, uh, be responsible for renovation uh, with uh, grants from government and, and uh, also the selection of who should go into it. So far the agreement with the building uh, developer is that they will be responsible for the day-to-day -day building management. So the cleaning, the security, and all that public space uh, but for the use of the premises, uh, it will still be under the ADC. Uh, uh, for example, we select the tenants to go into. Uh, we renew leases by uh, looking at how they perform. 
The ADC art space, which is on the 12th floor, includes 17 individual studio units ranging from around 300 to 1,400 square feet. The scheme is tentatively scheduled for six years, with each tenancy lasting for two years. The rent for the first leasing term is $5.5 per square foot, plus an operation fee of $2.5 per square foot. The rent for the second two years is $6.5 per square foot, and the rent for the third two years, $8 per square foot. It's planned that tenancies will change after each two-year period to give more artists a chance to benefit. Nevertheless, the ADC received over 70 applications for tenancies. The floor could accommodate just 27. Applicants were required to submit a proposal on how best to use the studio space. They were also assessed on whether their previous works met a certain artistic standard. The 27 successful applicants, including photographers, painters and architects, moved in last November. Brian Z is one of those who moved in. Previously, he had rented a studio in another Wanchukang industrial building. Brian is a full-time teacher, but he goes to his studio to paint whenever he is free. His work focuses on a rabbit of his own creation called Mr. Baby, who appears in over a hundred paintings currently on show in his studio. The Home Affairs Bureau provided a subsidy of about $8 million to the ADC for refurbishment, startup, and rental support for emerging artists, including the Emerging Artist Rental Subsidy Scheme. Under this scheme, artists who graduated less than three years ago can get a 50% rental subsidy for a maximum of two years to encourage their artistic development. However, they are still required to pay the operation fee. Located in the center of art space is the studio of Veron Sung, who was formerly a commercial photographer. She feels the ADC art space provides a better environment for her to concentrate on creating works that combine photography with other mediums. 其實我都沒有一個底去知道究竟我又可以憑什麼可以有些把握可以繼續留低<笑> 完全聽天由命這樣所以做是會覺得前途很虛無當你其實一個 base 
Ada Wong, the convener and director of Good Lab and a member of the consultation panel of the West Kowloon Cultural District Authority, visited the ADC art space for the first time last month. Ada says she'd like to see more initiatives like the ADC art space in other industrial building areas such as Kuntong and Kwai Ching. She feels the two-year tenancy for every artist is reasonable given the nature of the art scene in Hong Kong. Well, I know what the government is thinking. They will think that um, the refurbishment of this place is done with public money, so there should be a fair mechanism. And so, therefore, a two-year contract is offered. But uh, if you look at um, uh, other industrial spaces, it's still two years or three years. Even if you rent in Photon or in Kwai Cheng, uh, you probably won't get a long lease of five years. So any artist, if they want to rent a space, they will have to actually live with the fact that in two years' time, the rent might increase and they might have to move somewhere else. And ultimately, this kind of uncertainty uh, will, um, will not be very good for art, but that's the way um, all people in Hong Kong you know, have to suffer. Um, it's because land has been a commodity, property market is uh, really volatile, and um, uh, spaces are really expensive. But how permanent a step forward is this? How likely is it that the Arts Development Council will be able to extend the below-the-market-rate leasing agreement with the hip Hong company after the initial six years? Artists worry that once again, pressured out by commercial interests, they will be left alone to exist between the cracks, desperately looking for new spaces to work and create in a dwindling number of affordable industrial spaces. The ADC art spaces are actually adding nothing to what we've already got in Hong Kong. They are purely offering um, industrial units or, or studio space for artists. Industrial buildings are being pulled down all the time in Wong Chuk Han. The developer involved with the art spaces, unless he's truly philanthropic, will, will end the agreement after six years. And, um, uh, you know, artists will go back to what they do, which is to find their own spaces. Welcome back. As we saw in part one, the Arts Development Council has been focusing some of its attention on developments in the south of Hong Kong Island. But what's been called the South Island Cultural District wasn't developed by government or arts organizations. It began when artists and eventually galleries and restaurants moved into industrial buildings in places like Wong Chok Hang, Aberdeen and Chai Wan. To coincide with Art Basel, individuals and groups have organized both a South Island Art Night and a Chai Wan May Arts and Design Festival to highlight cultural development in their areas. Art Basel visitors, overseas buyers and the public were able to take shuttle buses to the locations. The hope is that with the MTR South Island Line due to be completed next year, the Southern District of Hong Kong Island will become more of an art hub. The South Island Art Night on March 15th was organized by the South Island Cultural District, an association formed in 2012 by galleries and artists' studios in Wong Chuk Heng, Tinwan, and Apley Chow. 
Chairman Dominique Perigo, who is also the founder of Art Statements Gallery, says that not many people were even aware they existed at the time, so they felt they needed to get together to promote the art and culture in their area. I mean, our association has really one clear common goal, is to bring more and more people in the neighborhood to enjoy the art that we exhibit. Also, the association is, is selecting its members, so we're not uh, open to any uh, galleries. We will not have uh, shop selling paintings, for example. We really want uh, to put the, the incentive, the priority, on spaces that promote culture. Blindspot Gallery opened spaces in both Wangchukhang and the Soho area five years ago. It was one of the earliest galleries to open in the South Island area. They were attracted by the large affordable space and the fact that the industrial building gave them the flexibility to exhibit all kinds of works. When their Soho rent drastically increased, they decided to close the gallery there and move their full operation here. The travel year is definitely more focused. People, I think people um, come all the way to Wangchukang to see not only one exhibition, but multiple exhibitions since more galleries have opened here. We see mainly art lovers um, and collectors um, or people from the art circles who come uh, specifically to see an exhibition. More and more galleries have moved to South Island or chosen to open new spaces here. The newest is The Empty Gallery, which opened on March 7th, just in time to make an appearance in the South Island Art Night. I love this area of Hong Kong. Um, I love Aberdeen and Tianwan. And um, there's a lot of galleries opening here. It's becoming a cultural hub for Hong Kong. What's happening in the industrial areas in Hong Kong now happens a lot in cities around the world. It happened in, in New York, for example, where I grew up. You have an industrial area that is no longer industrial. And the first wave of new activity that tends to move into these areas are usually creative. Artists come and galleries because for economic reasons and also the spaces are, are usually large with high ceilings and um, really great for um, creative work. For now, the South Island District retains more of its own local character than many areas of Hong Kong. But the district is set to change rapidly largely because the MTR South Island Line East is planned to reach the area in mid-2016. Many of the old industrial buildings have already been knocked down and replaced with upmarket commercial buildings and hotels. The art community here has very mixed feelings about how the MTR might affect future cultural development. Yeah, I think you can already tell that this area is going to change and grow very quickly. It already is in, in anticipation of the MTR. But I worry that it's just going to turn into any other very developed area of Hong Kong, which if you just follow the natural laws of economics, it's going to look like everywhere else. That's what I'm saying would be um, a real shame. I think uh, art community always grows organically. Um, so it is not something you can engineer. Um, I think one of the reasons the government decides to inject in resources in this neighborhood is because there's already a community formed by galleries, artist studios, 
and non-profit art space such as Spring Workshop. The area will continue to grow as an art district regardless with or without the government uh, injection of resources. Coinciding with this year's Art Basel, and in its fourth year, the Chaiwan May Art and Design Festival opened its doors to the public over the weekend of the 14th and 15th of March. More than 30 individual art spaces and creative organizations based in the Chaiwan May Industrial Buildings took part. This year's program included guerrilla art installations, performances, pop-up exhibitions, and workshops. Valerie Portefeuille, who with Laurent Gutierrez constitutes the artist duo Map Office, has been making art in Hong Kong since 1996. They are among the artists currently based in Taiwan. For her, it's more than an industrial area that can provide more studio space at lower rent. Taiwan is also old Hong Kong. Taiwan is a very interesting neighborhood. So a lot of culture or art design related uh, industries around Taiwan. So I think it's, yeah, it's the main characteristic and probably compared to Wong Chukang, which is in total gentrification process, or Fotan, that's still very much studio, almost like I could say old style Hong Kong or what Hong Kong used to be when I arrived 20 years ago. Everything is getting higher and uh, what should we all do, move to Taipei? I mean, that's the price to live in Hong Kong, so we are all having the same problem. The opening of the Arts Development Council's ADC Art Space in Wong Chuk Heng has divided artists. The ADC says it will help relieve the rental pressure faced by the arts community. Many artists worry it will end up inflating rents for industrial areas. Valerie says she'd rather see less government intervention in the industrial blocks. Usually when the government is involved and it's already too late and it's a bad sign, uh, we could see what's going on in Kuntong with all the music industries which is slowly moving out because the government is putting his hands into the district. So usually artists are in spaces because the spaces are cheaper in the market. As soon as a, a corporate or government entity wants to put his hands and help, it's only creating a big mess. and putting focus and, and markets rising and then changing the industry that they wanted to support. Carol Lee is of the same opinion. She began her art career in Taiwan Industrial Phase 1 in 1999, long before the revitalization policy was introduced. As a fellow traveler in facing the problems of searching for space to create, Carol knows it's always tough for young artists to afford rent, even in industrial buildings. Hong 
支持嗰個政策上面，佢哋自己覺得驚俾人話啦，因為佢商業運作噶嘛。但係係咯，好吊鬼嘅好多嘢都。Also based in Taiwan, Barry Lam, the founder of YY9 Gallery, says that as a private gallery, it's almost impossible to get government help for organizing art events. He feels sorry for the artists who have been driven away by high rent, but is now celebrating his gallery's 10th anniversary. He says more government assistance can help art blossom in Hong Kong. Because we are a private private gallery, we don't have any support from the government. It's all based on our own strength and many artists' support. 講起嚟呢樣嘢係啊，確實有啲惋惜，有好多 artist 常常我哋反映佢哋好基本嘅空間誒工下，可能好多人荒誒荒廢咗，佢哋喺度誒創作，咁但係到一段時間之後就可能抵受唔住嗰個租金嘅升幅，可能就被逼再去遷去一啲再原始啲嘅樓裏邊。